This episode is brought to you by Classical Conversations. To find out more, please visit classicalconversations.com. Muller time again. It's always Muller time. Man. It is always Muller time. Illinois passes bill repealing partial birth abortion ban. I did it. <laughs> Brian Sussman coming on the show. That was good. Meteorologist. And pro-life Cody Lee. Oh. Yes. Oh. Uh, oh. That's right. Cody Lee. Yep. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the show. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, Waterboy, and the good Bill Garraway in the studio. What? That's OG. Right. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Support the club. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube. Did you say this is cross politic? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Let's check. Yeah. Um, on the Fight Last Fe- Feast Network. Um, we're yep. gonna we're gonna talk about a wonderful feast right now that just happened for the Fight Last Feast Club members. What was that? Oh man! So what? we just finished. Knox just finished. Oh, producing a uh, elite That's the corporate execution. Weed. Corporate way. The covenantal way. Elite execution course with Jason Elmore. On Christians in business and particularly sales. Teaching us how to execute elites? Elite sales. Yeah, it's If you own a business, regardless if you're doing the selling or not, you need to you need to check this this course out. Yeah. So and how do you can how can you get this? So our club members are it should be released if the crick don't rise on Monday. So tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. And all uh, nine sessions with the intro, so ten sessions um yeah, will for club be members. In a, in cl- for club members this is we're going to be selling this to businesses for training sessions for a thousand dollars or more i mean this really is, is that the price that's the price um, oh. for small businesses all the way up um, wow it really is a great training session let me tell you something though it's, it's it's really worth it so if you even want an enterprise license you've been like us. you've been like marinating in I, this stuff I really, haven't you? I really have. and and it, i mean you've been trying to sell me stuff like all the time now and i'm like Chuck, just leave me alone man i'm like i'm your pastor <laughs> he's like hey you want to buy this after this segment you'll get a chance to see the trailer for elite execution yeah. Um, it's, it's an excellent product and I, I just commend it to, uh, so I'm happy for all the fight, laugh, feast club members. Thank you for holding yeah. in there with us and waiting for this to come out. Yeah. And next raising sturdy kids. I'll have that out next week. Next week. I'm behind nah. on my side of things. <laughs> it's, oh, a no, time, no. it's a good time no. to join the club. It is. Yes. Hey, this show is brought to you by the G3 conference. The we're mission. Gonna, we're going to be there of the G. We are. Yes. yes. In January. In January. Oh, we're going to be there. Yes. The mission of the G3 conference is to educate, encourage, and equip for the work of ministry and for the glory of God, the G3 mission is built upon the foundation of Holy Scripture and upheld by three pillars, gospel, grace, and glory. Get it? Mm. Those are the three G3s. G3 right. third power. It is our goal to see the people who attend the G3 to reach the neighborhoods and nations with the gospel. Oh, they're post mail. The, mm-hmm. the 2020 G3 conference. Man, you're messing me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. January 16th through the 18th, yep. 2020. Register now at g3conference.com. And yeah. your favorite people at CrossPolitik are going to be there. Yeah, and I think we've got, we got some people on our network that are also going to be there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So check out. Oh, really? Is that Matt in Atlanta? Williams is planning on going. Is that in Marcus Al- Pittman. Is that oh, in Atlanta? It yeah. is in Atlanta. Next where, to Bojangles. In Georgia? <laughs> where, where they be protecting babies? Yeah. Oh. And, and where the Hollywood elites that we want to execute? Mm-hmm. Um, preach, preach are up. leaving, mm-hmm. but we're gonna come rolling in, cleaning, mm. cleaning house. Uh, and, and we headed to Georgia <laughs> with all our Jesus <laughs> to send some support to the governor's way. Yeah. 
See, been t- that's what I mean. Like he's been marinating in this stuff, and it's like it's getting a. Anyways, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, g3conference.com. Uh, also, just want to one more plug. Same page summer. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bible reading challenge. I started already. No, no, no. You're not allowed to start till yeah, June. 3rd. I started on Monday, June third. Uh-huh. We're all we're supposed to get I on was the so same excited. same page. Same page. Don't worry, you name, guys will catch babe. up with me. I'm traveling next week, so it's gonna be a little harder. Yeah, <laughs> ChristKirk.com/slash Bible Challenge. You can find the reading plans there. There are people all over the world from all kinds of denominations. We're just reading the Bible together this Imagine summer. That, the yeah. New Testament. We're gonna read the whole thing. Three months. Knock it out. Yep. Marinate in the Word. Feast on the Word. Be equipped to you know. Do yeah. your do your thing. I'm excited. Fight laughing. I'm excited to be yeah. reading the whole New Testament with everybody, with all these people yeah. across the world. Yeah, on the same page. In yeah, order to do page, that, yeah. you should start with us on June 3rd, Gabe. Yeah, I'll, mm. don't worry, you guys will catch up. Message. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> all right, so we have this whole Mueller report finally coming to a conclusion with Mueller. Every time actually, you say Mueller time, I want to have like a can opening. So. I know. <laughs> you should do Can that. you do that for me? <laughs> Mueller time. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys remember, the Mueller team was tasked with actually um, uh, investigating Russian interference in our election. That was original. Who tasked them? Who tasked Department of Justice? Who's that? Um, Attorney General? Yeah, yeah. The okay. original. Who's the who's the attorney general then that got uh, fired? Comey was it Comey? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think right. it's Comey. Comey, Comey. I can't. Comey, Comey. Okay. And and they were tasked with investigating Russia interference in our 2016 election. Okay. And then it kind of turned into an investigation on the Trump administration. So it somehow somewhere along the way it got broadened. Well, okay. because Trump won, <laughs> yeah. it was obviously him. Yeah, he got he got <laughs> the favoritism from. Russia? Know. How are we? How you know? How come Obama couldn't do anything about it? I don't understand. So <laughs> Mueller finally uh, had his. This is the first public comments this last week that Mueller's had on this two-year investigation. Didn't they write a huge document? Wasn't that a yeah, big report? Yeah. Four hundred. We talked about pages. that. Yeah, we right? talked about yeah. that. So. And this is, but this is like a press conference that that Mueller gave. He need to yeah. write more stuff or say more. He stuff. He says he's done. He says he's done. Okay. Now. Yeah. Right. So we want to highlight a couple things here. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. The department's written opinion explaining the policy makes several important points that further informed our handling of the obstruction investigation. Those points are summarized in our report, and I will describe two of them for you. First, the opinion explicitly permits the investigation of a sitting president because it is important to preserve evidence while memories are fresh and documents available. Among other things, that evidence could be used if there were co-conspirators who could be charged now. And second, the opinion says that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. So first, first thing he, he, he says there is president cannot be charged uh, with a federal crime while in office, um, right. which, which to me just begs the question, well, why are we spending $30 million on something that we can't do anything about? We need to, we need to document it. That's what he answered. He said, he, we, an- he answered that in the, we need to document what happened while the memories are still fresh. Right. Yeah. But I think, I think for $30 million to document that, it, I, I, no, it doesn't make sense to me. Just in case there's co-conspirators too. Well, which, it has to be written in gold. 
Well, <laughs> it was written in gold. Thirty million. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The government has to find ways to spend your money. So right. let's just tell the yeah. truth right up front. Right. Right. Remember, thirty million dollars. Yeah. Well, there's like fifty investigators on, two years. on the case. Two years. Two years. Over five hundred plus interviews on this, and then you can't do anything if they if, if the president really did something well, wrong. But it was the a, Department of Justice can't charge. Him. I mean, it was a mess though. Gabe. I mean, it's like a mess. I mean, all these people, these you know, conspiring people with. Other people and those people connecting with the, some guy in England and some guy in, in England connecting with the guy at the Russia's. Well, that started with well, Hillary. But what happened in the? I know, but I'm just saying it's yeah. it was like a, it was a pretty big mess, and so it, I mean it kind of takes a long time to untangle that. Doesn't hold it? on, but yeah, uh, uh, sure, yeah, it does take some time. But what happened to the original purpose? What was the original purpose? He read it actually at the beginning of the right. He so read it. Are we charging somebody? No. The uh, with the original purpose, which was to find somebody who was. Yeah. No, the original purpose was to investigate, and he says we investigated, and at no point was it an option for us to charge them with a crime. It was never in in purview. The, the president. That's the president. The president. But I mean, the original yeah. purpose was to go after the guys who were messing with our election. Yep, yeah, the Russians. The Russians, right? Where's the conclusion on well, that? We can't charge uh, the Russians exactly. with anything. Where's, exactly. the conclu- where's, the, where's the conclusion on right. the Russians? Right. But they said they, they said that there was insufficient evidence. No, no, for Trump, not for the Russians. But so Knox, the Russians, Knox's point... Is that hey the no, original? No, they, but they concluded that the Russians did, did something. They did metal, so. What yeah. are we doing? But so where are they? Who are they? Yeah, but that's not his job. Name names. It, but it was I wish, the original point of the investigation. Yes, but he his, can, job, he his can job bring is, charges. His job is to bring all that yeah, out. Yeah. His job is not to do something about it. So Congress going to work on that? That's their job. But I doubt it. I, I doubt it too. So I, I guess I was thinking about all this. they want is something to th- rock to throw at Trump. Th- well, yeah, that's what, that's yeah, what yeah. the House wants. Forget, forget yeah. Russia, <laughs> right? Forget Russia. No, no. So I was thinking about this. When did you know you couldn't charge the president with a crime? With a crime, they knew that before it started. Why is it we are not yeah. hearing about it until, until after yeah. we've spent the thirty million dollars? I, I think that's fair. <laughs> I would yeah. at least like to know if if I went into a courtroom and or if I went to a, a lawyer and said, "Hey guys, I want to charge somebody who I can't charge with a crime," and I'll pay thirty million dollars to do it <laughs> to investigate it. If whatever the case, if yeah. I went to them and said, they said "Listen, you yeah. can't, we can't press charges if you find something," because, it, but they never could. It's in the Constitution, right? So then, my point is, okay, I get that they wanted to have some doc, some sort of um, understanding of what happened, some sort of documentation of that. I get that, right? So, but I, I, we gave thirty million dollars for this. Mm-hmm. To what end? I don't know, Bill. What do you think? He's over there laughing he's, at us. He's, he's just laughing. What's thirty million dollars in Washington D.C.? <laughs> nothing. That's pocket change, bro. Well, why do you think they're doing this, Bill? Oh, they're trying hey, to hold it, get on the mic for me. I, they're trying to put to... a cloud on uh, Trump's uh, presidency. And and what do you think? What do you think uh, Trump's response is going to be in all this? Well, I think he de- just declassified uh, all the files on this. So I think there's going to be some things coming out that the Democrats don't want to see. So so can can I get access to those declassified files, or is it is it I where think, are they right I th- now? I think uh, they're probably clearing them for uh, right. in process. Yeah, going through the process of clearing them, but then everyone will be be able to see them. So, I, you think you think these these Democrats though are they barking up the wrong tree? Like you th- you think this is actually going to come falling back on their heads? Oh yeah, I think they're making a big mistake in this. What are they going to find? Well, they're going to find that well, one, uh, if, you know, Comey already discussed it, but Hillary Clinton had a private server which she wasn't supposed to have as Secretary of State. And there was all kind of stuff on there. We know that, that she deleted the 33,000 files, some of which had 
top security uh, information in it. Yep, which Comey actually discovered there was at least seven instances. And and that is going to be re- that's going to be more uh, exposed in the declassification process. Oh, you yeah, think? that that'll be exposed. And and what what was uh, classified will be seen. And uh, right, the the fact of, uh, <laughs> why Hillary uh, eliminated those things will be found out. Do you think so? Because I keep on thinking to me, the only other person who's more untouchable than Trump has been Hillary Clinton. Yeah, but I think the Trump's supporters want to see this. Yeah. And, they, yeah. And, and I think the Democrats have already overplayed their hand and going after Trump. So and this is like, he, and he's ready to show it. Trump yeah. is playing chicken with the Democrats. Well, like, well, well, gonna, point. Like, Why did Trump not bring out these files earlier then? Yeah, I don't think he Why did he do declassify this? Well, well, two, a, a year and a half ago? Well, I think it, it depends on how far you get down the the, the chicken room, the right. rabbit hole. See, so, yeah, I mean, like it's it's like you 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 sort of you're 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 upping the ante. So yeah. they say, well, we're going to come after you, and he says, well, come after me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they say, well, no, but we're really going to come after you. He says, okay, then let's do this. And I think it's at the end of the day, it's like who's going to be more embarrassed first? Uh-huh. And I don't think. I mean, here's the thing: you're dealing with Trump. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Trump's going to get embarrassed. He says, all right. No, they've tried. Yeah, no, like when <laughs> when did Trump, when did Trump ever get embarrassed about anything? <laughs> he's not been embarrassed. <laughs> he's about not embarrassed. Like he says, okay, uh, you can run around here with your pants down around your ankles. Wow. Yeah. And so let's declassify them. I think. I think. <laughs> but if you know, and there could be nothing better for America than that for that. Had sure. To yeah. Let's have some transparency. How about that transparency? Yeah. No. Let's do it. So, guys, this this last week was really interesting. There's kind of uh, some battle lines that are being drawn between Justice Thomas and Justice Ginsburg. They oh, haven't already no. been there, man. Did you guys? Well, yeah, so yeah. this is a Supreme Court deal. So Indiana's uh, law was appealed to the Supreme Court, right? Uh, and it, and the justices put out an unsigned opinion yeah. that let the lower court opinion that invalidated part of an Indiana law that said the state can ban abortion solely motivated by race, sex, or disability of the fetus. Right. And then, but the court did allow a provision requiring clinics to bury or cremate fetal remains to the take effect. Yeah. So that was, that was the, the unsigned opinion, what they said right. about this Indiana law. So help me, okay, so help me understand this. So Indiana wanted to ban abortions based on rest, race, sex, or, or, disability or disabilities, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then they had another thing in there with burial. Yes. yes, there were two provisions in the Indiana law. Okay. Yep. The Court of Appeals struck both of them down. Mm-hmm. That was appealed to Supreme Court. Okay. And what the Supreme Court did is it actually it just it declined to hear the case regarding uh banning abortions for race, yep. disability, uh, and, and gender. And they just gave an opinion on it. They, so but, they didn't hear it, they just gave an opinion on it. No, they didn't even give an opinion. It was an unsigned opinion. Yeah, but the unsigned opinion is basically we don't we're not going to hear it. Yeah. Okay. That's all they did. Yeah, they, okay. they didn't pull a Roe v. Wade. So, so there's <laughs> okay. no actual okay. decision made. All right. They just said, and 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 Thomas actually said this in his opinion, in his opinion, his his concurring opinion, or so, I don't know what it's called, but he said basically, um, he's willing to go along with this as it's been the historic practice of the Supreme Court not to take up a case until it's actually been appealed by several lower courts. Oh, it's not big enough for them it's, yet. It's the it's this is only the first one, and he says, but we most certainly will have to deal with this. It's coming soon, and his hope was, he said in his opinion. That the time that we need to get a good uh, uh, consensus on the Supreme Court so will is that, develop. Is that his Mueller time where he's like sitting here, hey guys, do more of this? Well, what he did, <laughs> what he did, I mean, get it, guys. Go go Google this. Yeah. If you haven't already, Thomas took the opportunity wow. to come off the top 
ropes. Hey, is the hot Idaho governor listening right now? Because Thomas I, Bully Pulpit, our mm, governor needs yeah, to do the same real. thing. Brad Little, for real. Yes. sir, Mr. Little, check it out. Um, Clarence Thomas went to town. He did. Uh, 20-some-odd pages on the connection between eugenics and abortion. Yeah. yeah. Going back to Margaret Sanger. Yeah, that was good. I mean, he yeah. pulled out a G.K. Chesterton quote. I mean, the guy was going on fire. It was, I was yelling amen while I'm reading it. Oh, Woo! my goodness. And here's the thing, people. Um, we want to end abortion as fast as we possibly can in this country. But this is one of the reasons why these laws are worth playing. This is why these laws are worth running. Yeah. yeah. Like the cream, cremate. Uh, I mean, um, bury your bury the fetus. Yeah, all kind of, of it. Kind of all of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he stood up on the, the platform that God gave him. Yeah. Yeah. And he pulled out his bullhorn and he said, People, this is the truth. I, I will say he did have one comment in there that I thought was pretty atrocious. What's where, that? Where he said the Constitution itself is silent on abortion. Yeah, I thought that was. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, so he did absolutely. have that. And I was like. He, well, he, so that means that he holds to the Scalia view. Right. Which we've talked about before on this show. Who was it? We talked to um, Josh Craddock. Craddock. About the 14th, 14th Amendment. Amendment yeah. Yep. He's got a great um, paper arguing that the, oh, yep. the common view of a human person when the 14th Amendment was passed, would have included unborn person. Yeah, that was a har- on Harvard, right? That's Harvard paper. A Harvard Law, I yeah. think, Harvard published law, yeah. that. Yep. Um, Scalia, good man, who's now hopefully with the Lord. He was a Catholic, but yep. pro-life man. Um, Clarence Thomas also seemed to be holding a more like states' rights, like 10th Amendment view, saying the Constitution is silent, so the state should deal with mm. abortion rather than the fetters, yeah. which is, of course, better than what we got now. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have states free to just decide what they're going to do. But I, I sure like Craddock's argument yeah. that the Fourteenth Amendment actually protects unborn babies. So here's what Ginsburg says in her side of this opinion. Yeah, she, one, do we have to? Well, Clarence <laughs> Thomas took a shot at her it, it, in, he, in one of his footnotes. Yep, he yeah. said, "I don't understand what she's even trying to say." <laughs> he literally said that. That's bad. And she replied in one of her, like in a note on her end of things. Yeah. So one of the things that she said was, "This case implicates uh, the right of women to choose to have an abortion before viability." And to obtain it without undue infer- interference from the state. You know what she also before viability. Well, that's I believe and that a, was a two year old. Isn't that what Roe versus Wade said though? I think that's the language of yeah, Roe versus yeah. Wade is viability. Yeah, that's what she's trying to point to. So I think yeah. she's trying to point to that. But yeah. you know what she also said? She also said that a, a woman seeking to obtain an abortion is not a mother. What is what is she? What, what? I'm, I'm, you got me because Clarence Thomas. God bless him. She's sick with a parasite. All through his opinion, all through his writing, his, his essay on this refers to a mother and baby, yep. mother and yep. baby, mother and wow. child. Yep. Wow. All through his, yep. I mean, just loading it. And yeah, maybe to the extent that Mueller was, is sort of like trying to yeah, you know, yeah, lift yeah. this all up to the Congress and say, yep. here, I've done everything I Thomas can, guys. Thomas thing. is like, here, everybody, here, Margaret Sanger, eugenics, Nazis, abortion. Mm-hmm. It's all here, people, I mother got, and baby. I got halfway through Thomas's uh, letters, about 10 pages in, and I had to stop for a second because it messed me up. Here we are. When, when did we really beat eugenics? 1940s was kind of when we finally. That's what you thought. That's, that, see, that's right. I, I thought we had beaten eugenics. And here he is rolling out for me a historical lesson of when eugenics started. Right. When it really started to catch ground up until the current time. Go really ahead. quickly. Just make sure all of our listeners, our audience understands eugenics. Yes. It's basically. Um, I'm trying to figure out a simple social Darwinism. Social, yeah, social Darwinism, where you can decide. It's race based. It's based, yeah, race based, and the strong survive. Right. The yeah. weak get conquered, and we get to decide who's strong, who's who's it's, in charge, making the perfect human being. It's the logical inference. If you see three, 
Darwinism. Darwinism. Yeah, if you've seen 300, it's exactly that. Anybody who's weak, anybody who's I don't hurt, think I'm allowed to watch that. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what that uh, is. It, they, but, they kill them. Yeah, no, but it's, yeah, exactly. And, and the idea is if the strong survive and the weak are in the way, in the way of survival. We create the perfect species. Then we want to um, help nature out by eliminating the weaker species. We play God. And we play God. And so if, and, and at the time it was believed that certain people have uh, higher developmental um uh, uh, abilities, yep. um, higher intellectual abilities, um, and it was frequently tied to race, which actually makes sense if Darwin is right. Darwin is right. Yeah, and we get to decide what those things are. Right. What, what's so, valuable? So Margaret Sanger and others who were involved in eugenics yep. believed that we wanted to help nature out by eliminating eliminating um, people with disabilities, eliminating people with certain races, yeah. because uh, they were uh, they were the weaker, feeble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and and that was exactly what the Indiana law was saying. You know. Fine. Whatever else is going on, this may not be. Let's not a, do it for this reason. Not for these reasons. And you would think feminists would be a part of this, right? Right. right. Yeah. No killing girls. Right. You guys are trying to kill girls for right. abortion. Sex, no, no, we won't do that. But that which is, which yeah. is a problem now in the Far East. I mean, China yeah. has got a massive problem oh. with uh, India underpopulation. Under India yeah. as well, because there's all these men and no women. Because Fifty million more men than women. All the girls have been aborted so because I, they weren't as valuable as men. Right. And, exactly. And, but. You don't get men unless you ha- go through from women. Right. They but have it's to have like, women. Well, it's, it's, well, it's like Walt Disney. It's like Disney Studios oh, it's, saying we're not going to go. We're not going to go into Georgia if this abortion law takes effect. It's like you you require you insist on women uh, on there being no children. So that you can produce content for children children yeah well uh, even in the, the feminist side of walt <laughs> disney right exactly now right. you don't understand stuff? economics yeah, yeah. go ahead no, sorry no, no. So, anyway let me go back so i i read, was reading through 10 pages through and i'm sitting here saying i thought we beat this i thought we won i right. thought but what, what it felt like it felt like that we were fighting hydra we cut off red skull's head yeah. and all of a sudden other, it come back it come back but inside of the very thing that we thought we you know inside yeah. of our own organization so now it's a part of shield and we've been functioning and acting like this hasn't been the undercurrent. Oh, I see what you did there. You see what I did? Oh. We're acting and functioning like it's not undercurrent inside yeah. of our culture. And yet, it's exactly the thing that's driving our culture. Well, this is like this is like revoice. Oh. Right? Because it's like, no, we fought that battle in the in the 70s and 80s. The Bible's yeah. the word of God. The Bible's the word of God. Westminster Confession of Faith. And now you got PCA churches with people in them coming out as gay. Not, you know, celibate gay. Right. Uh, queer but not practicing or right. whatever and it's the it's the same thing we it's, didn't we didn't kill it no we didn't kill it it wow. came right back and in. It's, it's, yeah, or, it's inside or of our like, organization now or social justice warrior stuff yes it's like but i'm a i'm a bible believing christian and i believe in social justice yeah, yeah right so i want i want marxist light right. with bible verses on top we didn't we right. didn't we kill we thought we killed marxism right, right. marxism is done socialism is done right and it's come right back and step. It's inside the very thing that was fighting it at one and time. It's roaring. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so, and I, but it's like, you know, I was thinking about this. It's like, we have been too nice in some ways on this subject. Oh, yeah. We have fought against Goliath and we have beat Goliath, but we refuse to cut his head off. Because that would right. be mean. That's right. It, that's too much. <laughs> that would be gratuitous. That would be gratuitous. You just yeah. went Quentin Tarantino just now. It, it, you, know, you, yeah, you just went right. way too bloody. David, did right. you really have to cut off the head and show it to everybody? Yeah. Saul. They were children. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Saul, I know you just conquered the land, yeah. killed the kings, but you need to kill the prophets. Yeah. You need right. to take out all the well, sheep and, 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 and the conquest. Think about the conquest. God warned the people you're going to go into the land and you're going to start conquering. And at some point you're going to think, well, you know, we we've got done mo- enough. We got most of them. Yeah. yeah. We got right. most of them. But he said, if, if you don't, if you don't actually thoroughly and completely wipe out the enemies of God, right. they're going to come back and, um, and haunt you. They're yeah. going to be, they're going to be a, um, a thorn in your side. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this actually connects to our interview with Brian coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking about, okay, so so much to talk about still. We got to. Yeah. I want to talk about this more. I want to, because there's actually a huge. I, I think we should keep going. There's a big discussion yep. mm-hmm. about this going on yep. more broadly, um, even even in, in conservative circles more broadly. Yeah. You don't wait till the third segment? You want to do it now? Um, no, no, we're going to play. Back. We're going to okay. come back, pick right. up with Cody right. Lee in the third segment, but let's drop right into Brian. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. Oh. Oh, that's Buckle a tease. Right, Guys, this is back. not done. Okay. All right. <laughs> Brian Sessman, right? Yep. All right. Coming up next, Climate Gate. What? Yeah, we're about to do that. Get ready. Next, more cross politics. If you need a little red meat in your diet, Pastor Doug Wilson. The demand for absolute tolerance is a transitional move designed and intended to break down the old norms. The demand for absolute tolerance does not and cannot countenance sacrilege toward the new norms. This is why the devotees of the new tolerance are the most fiercely intolerant people on the planet. They tolerate transgression of the old norms. In fact, they positively encourage it in the name of sacred tolerance. But if someone throws a dead cat at the high altar of their rarefied and holy sensibilities, polyamorous, transgender, trans, trans-abled, whatever, woe betide that guy, as we say. To enjoy more red meat of this kind, check out the podcast on iTunes or for more blogging of this particular nature, blog and may blog at dougwills.com. Kind of sticks in your teeth, don't it? Yeah, I'm he, feeling it. He, he jumped on Bill. He made Bill jump. <laughs> Bill was not ready for that. <laughs> no, I wasn't ready for that. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. With us now, even now on the line, we have Mr. Brian Sussman. He graduated from the University of Missouri, went into television news, cutting his teeth, managing the newsroom of an ABC TV affiliate in Columbia, Missouri. A few years later, he scored a job in Reno, Nevada, where he wore several hats, including a producing and hosting a segment on the late newscast known as The Night Scene. In these nightly reports, Sussman covered the local entertainment acts currently playing in the biggest little city in the world, including comedians, musicians, and even the Reverend Billy Graham. The Reverend. Oh. Um, For nearly three decades, Brian has been a top media personality in the San Francisco Bay Area. For many of those years, he was the market's top television meteorologist. They rank those. And they do. Meteorologists get ranked? Yeah, they do. And recognized wow. by his peers as one of the most accurate and entertaining in the business. His accolades include nearly two dozen state and regional awards wow. for best weather cast, Gabe. Wow. I, w- I wish that. I could host that. Uh, from Associated Press and Radio TV News Directors Association, a handful of Emmys. And an, and an award of merit from the National Education Association, which makes him a little suspect. Ooh. And for his enlightening science reporting. <laughs> uh, during the 90s, Brian served as a fill-in weatherman to the nationally broadcast CBS morning show with Harry Smith. He has also been involved with a bunch of work in the state of California in assisting in the adoption of foster children. Brian is the author of Climate Gate. Yep. A meteorologist exposes the global warming scam. I wonder what that book's about. <laughs> and eco tyranny. 
how the left's green agenda will dismantle America. Oh, wow. Brian, thank you so much for being on Cross Politic. Oh, it's great to be with you guys. It's it's just a shame. You guys need to lighten up a little bit. You need to be more frivolous and have more fun. <laughs> We're working on that. Whoever wrote his bio, I need to have him write my bio. <laughs> Seriously. It'd be, it'd be about a sentence, though, Gabe. Yeah. It probably would be. With, with no period. Mm-hmm. They're like dot, dot, dot. Uh, so, Brian, you've been working in meteorology for a while now, and and as, I, as I've heard, um, it, you know, it was actually this whole climate change thing that got you out of the weather uh, business and into talk radio. What happened? This is a wild one. So it goes back. There are two stories. I'll keep them brief. Out on the West Coast, we have something called El Nino. It's a, it's a, it's a regular weather pattern that alters weather and climate up and down the coast. It really impacts a lot of the United States. It's called El Nino. So yeah. back in yeah. the day... I had a producer who said, listen, we need to cover El Nino because Al Gore is coming to town and he's going to be putting on a conference about the climate. And I think you need to talk to him about the relationship between El Nino and global warming. Okay. And I said, whoa, 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 hold it, hold it. Listen, there is not a credible meteorologist on the left or right who would ever try to link El Nino to global warming. So we can't do that. That's just. That's, that's not even something anybody's talking about at this point in time. Yeah. And the argument in the newsroom escalated because my producer said, no, you're going to this conference and you're going to lead our coverage on the 6 o'clock news and you're going to tie El Nino into global warming. Wow. I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So we had an argument. It blew up. And he said this to me. He said, Brian, your problem is you don't know which facts to leave out. Oh, oh. okay, okay. And and that was like a punch in the gut. I thought, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I went to one of the best journalism schools in the country. You're telling me I need to leave out facts? Yeah. That was one of the two stories. Um, But it got me going in a completely different direction. And I really just became disheartened about the whole TV news biz and Uh. my role as a TV weatherman. and, And so I moved on to talk radio. And suddenly I was like the most beloved TV guy in San Francisco. In fact, one time Nancy Pelosi introduced me at an event. I think it was for juvenile diabetes, the fundraiser. Nancy Pelosi said, we like Brian Sussman because he gets it. Now, I didn't even know what that means. But she <laughs> liked me because I got it. Oh, man. Nancy That's why Pelosi we got you on the show. Know. Yeah, we actually yeah. got you on the show because, because of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, because you get it. Yeah. So, and as soon as I got to talk radio, people like Nancy Pelosi, Willie Brown, all these people at once loved me suddenly heard about my political beliefs and they didn't want anything to do with me. Uh, So it's kind of odd, you know, it's it's really a a strange world in which we live. Wow. So when did, when did the, when was the first climate change scare? I mean, this is just like a decade or so, so old. I mean, when, when were the first extremists saying that something terrible was happening to the climate and we were going to, we were all going to die. Was it before or after Al Gore created the internet? This is a really good one, and you're right. We give Al Gore all those kudos for the creation of the Internet, which we use every day. (laughs) This is In my book, Climate Gate, I talk about this. I actually take it back to some of the first disciples of Karl Marx in the 1800s. They realized that the the eco—well, in fact, one of Karl Marx's disciples created the term ecosystem— because they wanted to harness nature as a tool in which they could bombard capitalism. They thought capitalism is killing 
nature. Therefore, we need to villainize capitalism. We need to create a better word for this. And they came up with the word ecosystem. That was a word created by Marxists. So it starts way, way back then. So how did we, so kind of bring this up to date, how did we go from kind of global cooling in the 70s to global warming now? Gotcha. Okay, good, 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 good. So that was interesting. And in the, you're right, there was a time, well, the statistic I like is the hottest, no one could refute this, the hottest decade on record was the 1930s. We have never seen heat like that since the 1930s. So if you just want to take the temperature at large over the last couple hundred years, the temperature's actually been cooling since about 1940 because 1930s were so hot. <laughs> so there was this period of time in the 1930s where the temperature was warming. No one was blaming that on mankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we started cooling, and then all of a sudden the hippies started to take positions of power in the universities. They said, well, this cooling, my goodness, this must be because of capitalism and its effect on the environment. <laughs> oh, we need to start a movement called global cooling. So they thought capitalism, the use of fossil fuels, etc., was killing the climate and cooling it. And then suddenly it warmed. And like that, on a dime, with their willing accomplices in the media, they were able to turn it around and say, it's global warming, and it's your fault. <laughs> wow. Uh, you just blew my mind here for a second ago. <laughs> I, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're getting to more modern time, but... You know, right now we're we're facing our culture. In our culture, Marxism is permeating everything, right? And mm-hmm. and we're we're just now. I think a lot of people, especially Christians, just now catching up to it. It's even hit the Christian church to where yep. um, it's social justice, it's social issues, justice issues, all this permeating. But when you go back, you start talking about climate change actually coming and, and originating from Marxists uh, and and his students. How in the world? What's that connection? What does that look like? Yeah, it's it's amazing because Marxism does have a current appeal that uh, that folks are are really embracing. And at the end of the day, Karl Marx had something. He called it the laws of matter, M A T T E R, the laws of matter. And if we were to boil the laws of matter down, I hope this helps answer your question. If you were to boil the laws of matter down. It would say some of us are born with a better brain than others, and those with the better brain have some sort of almost metaphysical requirement to be in charge. The people with the better brains need to be in charge of all the people with the lesser brains because those with the lesser brains, if left to their own devices, will kill one another and destroy the planet. So you have all of these young people now who are embracing Marxism. They don't have a fear of God in their lives. They don't believe in in, a, in, a, in an almighty being like, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, they might believe in some sort of higher power, but it's more metaphysical. So these, these kids nowadays are saying, yeah, well, I've, I've got the better brain. I, I went to the really good university. I'm looking mm. at all these, uh, huh. these right-wingers out there and these conservatives and these Christians that believe that Jesus actually rose from the dead. Mm. No, somebody's got to be in charge here. And I think that's kind of where it starts. And they don't want to look at the facts. When it comes to global warming, climate change, we've got a whole generation now that's been raised on this stuff since they were four or five years old. So, of course, they believe it because they've never been presented with the opposite argument. So so then uh, that says a lot. That says enough of a reason why to get your kids out of the government schools. 
because uh, they're dominating yeah. the education system, yeah. and so they're they're discipling right. your kids in right. Marxism. But what are the what are the what are the it's like Alexandria occasional uh, cortex cortex? She, <laughs> uh, she, how what she's doing right now? How is how, what is she doing to try and how are they implementing Marxist ideas through their plans? What does that look like for a lot of people who don't who, who won't see the connections? Practically speaking, practically speaking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, practically speaking, well, when she talks about the Green New Deal, yeah, um, she's talking about something that's been tried in so many different countries, right? And we've seen the disastrous results, but you have this, this Green New Deal that's being wrapped in all of the trappings of of the of the current youth culture. Boy, we can we can do the new Green Deal, and we can use Twitter, we can use Facebook, Facebook, and we can use Instagram, and we could probably even use Tinder. Um, anything possible in order to sell this idea to the willing masses. But, and then you look at a person like Ocasio-Cortez. She, she's, an, she's an attractive woman. Mm-hmm. And and she speaks, when I watch her on TV, She's almost, it's almost magical watching her. She's really captivating. You just turn off the sound and don't listen to her. <laughs> You're thinking, I like this girl. She's really cool. I, she seems engaging. She seems likable. But to me... I mean, if I can go there, she seems like the perfect tool of the devil himself. Let me get this good-looking young woman yeah. to sell all of this dreck that's going to take this country down the drain. Wow. Um, it seems like one of the ways that Christians are easily duped by environmentalism is that mm-hmm. we we have a natural instinct to, to want to we, – we know that as since God created the world and the world is, is – uh, we're to steward it well – when somebody comes along saying you're ruining the environment, uh, you're not being a good steward of the environment, we, we are easily guilted. It pricks us, yeah. And, and, and so we start, you know, hurrying to separate our, our, our trash and make sure that we're not flushing our toilets too much, or maybe we buy a smaller vehicle because we don't want to be putting CO2 emissions into the atmosphere because we're supposed to be good stewards of the environment. Um, Brian, I mean, help us out. I mean, should, should we be feeling guilty about these things? I mean, how can we be good stewards of the environment, but not get suckered into this environmentalist Marxist statism? Right. And we need to separate the two. I think to myself of, uh, so many, well, great case in point. I had some friends over at the house recently and I've got a beautiful vegetable garden. I'm really proud of the vegetable garden. I raised, you know, I'm living in California. I can raise crops all year long. You're a hippie. Everything natural, (laughs) no, no fertilizer, no nothing. It's, it's beautiful. And that's, see, that's what these people were amazed with. There's very liberal people, Stanford graduates, Cal Berkeley graduates, but friends that we've had for years. Sure. And they were laughing. Because they thought, they said, they said, you're gardening like a hippie. I can't believe this. You're a right-wing talk show host. Yeah. And, and I said, wait a second, hold, stop, please, please. I, I love the environment every bit as much as you do. And by the way, all of the farmers in America and all of the ranchers in America and the people that are raising our food and raising our, our meat and the foresters in this nation, guess what? The bulk of us are conservative people. Uh-huh. So, to me, we are the stewards of the environment. They're the activists that don't know their, you know, head from a hole in the ground. We're the people out there doing it, and we love it, and we relish it, and we respect it. Part of, part of, I think part of the problem is we've kind of let them define what it means yeah. to take good care of the earth. You know, right. not use plastic bags, 
um, make sure, put batteries, acidic batteries in your car or whatever. Um, but God, God's the one that gave us the definition of, of what it means to be good steward of creation. And that means, and that means taking dominion. That means ownership, right? That means right. personal responsibility of your own property and what, and how that works out practically in your life. Yeah, you um, have, it seems like there's a fundamental difference too, between how you view man is, yeah. is mankind, um, essentially, uh, damaging the planet. Are we essentially, uh, you know, uh, parasites, parasites yeah. um, or are we actually a force you know, all things being equal for good. Right. Um, yeah. That's a massive difference. And do yes. we, and do and we, I would agree with the latter part of your statement. We are the force of good. I mean, just look at, look at what we're able to do here in the United States with our wonderful resources and our technology. I mean, we can go to an absolute disaster, a chemical disaster, a nuclear disaster, you name the disaster. And we have the resources and the ability to clean things up and mm-hmm. return it as if it was, the new earth. I mean, we can do that and we do do that. And and many of those things that when we do the cleanup, much of it is actually powered by fossil fuels. Yeah. Nice. Well. <laughs> true. Without the fossil fuels, and, we would be in trouble. Yes, we would. And you know, that's another myth. Okay. So carbon dioxide, we're told that it's a pollutant. No, carbon dioxide is a fertilizer. <laughs> it's, it's necessary yeah. for trees, life. We trees can't live yeah. without carbon dioxide. And then the other part of it is there is a finite amount of carbon dioxide within our within the, the, the system of our planet. And there is a carbon cycle, just like there's a water cycle. There right. is a carbon cycle. So it's not like we're ever going to be creating more carbon dioxide than has ever existed before. But this is a myth, a myth that's been perpetrated by the likes of Al Gore, etc., to actually vilify carbon dioxide. And, and the whole idea of a greenhouse gas, hey, listen. Greenhouses are good. That's where we grow things. And without the greenhouse effect on planet Earth, we would be as cold as the moon. Mm-hmm. So so what's the agenda driving this whole thing? Why do people keep coming back to this again and again? Yeah, I think it really is. I mean, you guys have touched on a few of these things. They want you they want you to believe that well, okay, at the end of, at the end of the day, I think it goes back to God. Mm-hmm. Because they want you to believe, these environmentalists and those pushing that agenda want you to believe that this is all about mankind. They don't want mm-hmm. you to believe that God gave this earth for us to have dominion over it. You just described to them, that sounds like what a mean God. Give people the right to have dominion over the planet. Uh, they would rather look at the planet itself as being God as opposed to a heavenly being giving us this planet so we can live and therefore even worship him. So I think at the end of the day, it comes back to something really spiritual and really deep. The irony of course, is that in hating God's vision for mankind taking dominion of the earth in order to get people to do what they want to do, the state has to take dominion of us. Yeah, right? that's right. And, and we, ha- we have to become slaves of the state in order to properly worship mother earth. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> And, and the, the Mother Earth thing is a big deal because they really do believe, you know, it's Gaia worship, it's, it's yeah. Earth yeah. worship. Yeah. And, and that, while that's incredibly spiritual, that's incredibly well-received by people who would otherwise tell you they don't believe in God. <laughs> that's true. Right, right, right. So, Brian, right? How, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go, you. So, um, Brian, how is it that we win the day with this? Because right now, it, it, a lot of us want to laugh at some of the Green New Deal, but then you got states like New York who are pushing through a lot of this, um, 
a lot of the, the, the legislation and they're, they're starting to follow suit. So it's not a laughing matter. How do we win the day? Wow. Uh, yeah, because it seems like we're so outnumbered, doesn't it? Uh, we have the, uh, the entire mainstream media that is not on our side. Well, okay, here's how we win the day. We win the day in little steps, like, for example, with your show. This is how we win the day. We utilize social media to put forward a message that uses common sense, real science, and humor. Mm. That's just one of the things. And I think these are the little things, for example, that gave us a brand new day and age in America, where suddenly we have a complete political shift in this country that is so far pulled away from the establishment. Now, how did that happen? Well, it happened in little steps. People just said, I'm sick of this. I won't take it anymore. I need to do something. And whether that's just have a a, a little meeting of like-minded people in your backyard for a barbecue and Mm. go out all out like you guys are doing, actually putting a show out there for people to see and listen to and enjoy, I think that's what we have to do. Little steps, because we don't own the big platform. Those aren't ours. Yeah. It it seems like conservatives have been responding to arguments been spent a lot of their time responding to the Democrats and not really been casting kind of a vision of, of it's really good of what things should be looking like it's really good you well, know? well rather than letting them always start the fires we need to be starting fires of our own yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And Brian you're <laughs> and, starting to and, go ahead well we, and we just need to not be fearful I mean like that's you guys right. there's no I'm listening to the sounds of your voices there's no fear here you you're confident in what you believe you have a message that you believe is going to be uh, that will resonate with a lot of people, and so you're out there doing it. I think that's that's the secret sauce. You know, this is really encouraging. I'm getting ready to go out and just start my car, <laughs> and I'm just gonna run it. I'm just gonna run it for a while. Turn the heater on. Get the, the air conditioner going. I just get the AC going. I'm just gonna crank it up. I'm just like just to the glory of God. Brian, you're starting you're starting some fires yourself. I hear you got a new show that you started, a new podcast, right? Yeah, I've got a one. It's called Hidden Headlines. Hidden Headlines faith, family, freedom. And what I'll do is every week just unpack a topic that needs to be unpacked. Uh, For example, I did one recently on carbon dioxide not being a pollutant, but instead a fertilizer. That really resonated with people. I did Mm -hmm. another one recently where I'm just talking about America's Christian roots. Most people don't understand that the, 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 the big colleges in this country, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, those were initially essentially Bible colleges. Yeah, right, yeah. Those were colleges where they wanted to use all of the world's uh, great writers and readings and, and even the Bible itself to equip pastors to go out and spread the gospel to other countries. So most people don't know that. Yeah, right. uh, and I really like to just unpack those topics because I find that they're not being taught in public schools Therefore, it has to be programs like yours or mine in order to get that message out. Mm. Yeah, and we need to create help for homeschoolers so they can get their kids out of the government schools. Well, and you have an example <laughs> there. Yeah, got the some. Egyptians plundering the Christians yeah. and taking over the universities. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we got to flip yeah. it around. Yeah. Brian Sussman, Climate Gate, available at Amazon, I'm guessing, and everywhere books are sold, right, Brian? That's right. Or go to briansussman.com. Briansussman.com. That's S-U-S-S-M-A-N. Briansussman.com. Very good. Thank you, Brian, for joining us. More Cross Politic when we come back. Brian, hang on the line for a minute. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum 
local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Hi, I'm Andrew Claven, host of The Andrew Claven Show on The Daily Wire. I'm going to be speaking up in the chimney of northern Idaho this summer at Called Conference, which runs from July 15th through the 19th. I'll be giving my testimony, which is Christianese for the story of my conversion to Christianity, as detailed in my book, The Great Good Thing. And I'll be talking about why Christians should be involved in writing movies, like the movie I wrote, The Gosnell Movie. Called Conference is a worldview conference for Christian high schoolers. They want to challenge you to become the next generation of cultural leaders. So if you want to register, go to www.calledconference.ninja. I hope to see you there. Yes. That was L- loud and in effect. That was loud. Yeah. Brian Sussman. Check him out. That was good. Man, yeah. so much. Climate Gate. Yeah. Welcome back to Cross Politic and the Fight, Laugh, Feast. Network. I will tell you that all four judges and everybody in this room were up on their feet. I will tell you that. You've got to know that. You were wonderful. Not only do we feel the authenticity of what you do, but you're a great inspiration and a great talent. And it was amazing. Thank you so much, Julia. I know... Um Everybody needs a voice and an expression. And I really feel your, your heart, your passion, your voice blew all of us away. So I just want to say that I heard you and I felt you and that was beautiful. Thank you. Simon? Listen, what just happened there was extraordinary. I mean, really extraordinary. Uh, I don't know what it's like to live in Cody's world. All I can tell is, is that you obviously have an amazing relationship, the two of you. And your voice is absolutely fantastic. You have a really beautiful tone. And thank you so much for trusting us on this show. I'm going to remember this moment for the rest of my life. Thank you. I'm a new judge this season, and I'm also a new mom this year. And congratulations. It's the toughest job I've ever had and the most rewarding job I've ever had. You just want to give your kids the moon, the stars, and the rainbows. And tonight, I'm going to give you something special. On every mountain, and swim every ocean. Now we've been watching this all morning. <laughs> he can't talk. <laughs> Everyone deserves a voice. How about it, America? Right? Mother, being a mother, um, it's hard work. So hard. Most rewarding. Most rewarding job. Mm. Simon. He's going to remember this for the rest of his life. He's going to remember this for the rest of his life. 
What a beautiful voice. America has gone absolutely bonkers over this guy. Yeah. Oprah's tweeting. She Oprah! Was, she's, she's tweeting about Cody. She's moved in her living room, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? Moved. Yeah. Um, Twitter went crazy over Cody. Yeah. I, I saw this. I didn't watch this live. I was flipping through the final games and watching some NBA stuff yeah. and happened to flip through onto Inside Edition. I didn't even know they were still on TV. <laughs> Inside Edition was playing this clip from Cody. Yeah. Talking about how moving it was. Right. right. This, 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 this is, he's an autistic, blind, 22, 23-year-old guy. Yeah. And when you see him come up on stage, his mom has to bring him up on stage. Right. Has to move blind, him to the piano, him move, set move him, him up. The piano. Yeah. He can't really even have a conversation he can communicate and yeah. say thank you and all that right. stuff but he can't really have a conversation and he sits down at that piano and it's just crazy right he just comes to life and and this is the kind of people that the indiana abortion law was saying you can't kill yeah you can't selectively you can't kill you know that's right and and this is what every you know and the and, and they're saying no you can kill them yeah. yeah they're 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 too difficult and this is the i mean it's it's um it's the thing, but I mean, how, how many Cody Lees have we murdered? This is these are the kind of people that Netflix, Disney, um, who else is all trying to uh, uh, Hulu? Yeah, um, are saying it's okay to kill. Yeah, these are the kind of my wife right. was livid. Everybody, yeah. I was moved by the situation. My wife was angry when she and saw the clip. She yeah. pretty much because you're all standing there cheering. You're sitting. That's right. And then in five minutes, you're going to be shouting your abortion. Right. Mm-hmm. In five minutes, you're going to be insisting that it's absolutely necessary that you give the right to a mother to murder her baby. You don't care about Cody? No, you don't. You don't care about Cody's? And here, I was thinking about, okay, I'm going to say something. It might seem a little mean at first, but work with me for a second. If Cody wasn't blind, if, if Cody wasn't autistic, his singing would be average. His singing would be, that's good. We've seen a lot of talented people. I've been around a lot of talented people, right? He's a good singer. There's no, no. doubt about that. I'm going to yeah, take that away yeah, from him. Yeah. But it's him being blind and autistic right. and the struggle that he's had to face for people who aren't blind and who are who aren't autistic right it's the it's the it's the black sheet on the backdrop of a diamond that makes that look more beautiful yeah. he's okay over, he's overcome right. more. he's overcome more and so you look at that and you say i'm moved by right. that all right? right but let me say this if cody couldn't sing if cody was blind that's autistic right. and couldn't sing had no talent at all <laughs> he would still be right. just as valuable that's right and that, and that's because that's the thing is because um, every human being is created in the image of the living God. Just because you don't get goosebumps doesn't mean that they're that you, it's okay but, to kill them. But here and here's the thing: every you're absolutely right, and every single human being made in the image of God, I believe, has something about them Amen. embedded in them because they they represent and embody the living and eternal God. There is something in them. That would give you goosebumps. Absolutely. Even, even yeah. if we don't know what it is. That's but his, his mama, great. his mama, she might not always get the goosebumps all no. the time. Oh, and she doesn't. And, you know, she's I'm, the one up at late at night and having to calm him down and work through yes. him. And here you are, son. And mom, you know, yeah. I don't know and where dad is. Trying to communicate, trying to build a relationship well, with the son was, who can't What was the girl's name who gave him the buzzer at the G- end? Gabriel Union. Yeah, so Gabriel Union. I mean, she, you know, she, she recognized that, which I really appreciated. Yes. You know, this is like, you don't get to this point without a mother loving you yes right that's and, right and 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 so and and she recognizes it's hard work yes it is hard work and this is the thing i think one of the the, the fundamental um undergirding problems in all of this is a is a philosophy is a worldview of despair yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We, absolutely we we have we have given into despair right 
We have said that it ultimately this world is is not meaningful. That's yeah. right. And that it, it it doesn't matter and it won't work out. And that is the logical um conclusion if there is no God. Yeah. But if there is no God and there is no maker, then it doesn't matter and what you're doing doesn't matter. Yeah. Hold it, on one second. I got a text from my wife. Yes, baby, you can cancel the Netflix. Thank you. <laughs> oh, All right. Go ahead. But but there's two arguments that usually come into play here when we talk about value of life. We talk about the image of being created in the image of God. We have kind of an inherent value because we're created in the image of God. But then there's the other side of this when it talks about when we're saved by grace through faith. Yeah. Grace means that guys like Cody can be saved. Yeah. He can't That's he right. can't process everything. Well, it, he it, can't communicate. He can't even articulate I love Jesus. I don't know if he can even say that, right? Well, gra- he, he grace can, can grace means that God can redeem every situation. Right. Yeah. And so there's value yeah. in our lives because Jesus loves us. Right. Yeah. So John the apostle right. identifies himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Right. But, but, he doesn't identify him as I love Jesus. He's identified right. by the, his, who the, Jesus the, loves me. The love of his savior. This is yep. why Christian Jesus loves me. This is why Christianity is the most it's, it makes the most sense out of all the religions. It's the only one that makes sense of brokenness. Right. It's the only one that makes sense. There, brokenness, God is the only God that makes brokenness mean something, right. Right. have value to right. it, and bring joy from it. Not because he leaves us there. No, but because, because he redeems He's the us. Lord of it all. That's right. right. He is the sovereign God of it all. And so he can take every single broken piece yeah. right. by his grace, and he can put it back in together. I mean, because yeah, he, he's done this over and over again. That's right. And and he did this centrally in the gospel of Jesus right. himself. And if and if Jesus can save an autistic, blind, broken, physically broken man, right? How much more can he save a spiritually broken people? Yeah, and this right? is, this is also too like you know me and my wife when we but that's the hope that's the hope we yeah. need. That's yeah. right, Amen. Yeah. We go we had we've had six kids and every time we don't we stop going to doctors for checkups. We go now for the last checkup mm-hmm. uh, usually. Uh, <laughs> I know that's another story. That's another story. But but one of the things that they always because we don't like what they do. Right. What they usually do for us is they say, "Hey, do you want to know if your child has all these different defects?" And we say, "No." And they're like, "Well, you might want to know because if you know, so you can make some decisions." And my wife, Sharon, big and pregnant, almost loses. What kind of decision do you think we gonna make? Right. Yeah, you've been around some bad doctors, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling no, you because I, I never. We only had, had that one time, and that was with our. I, we told you about that. Yeah, with yeah. The, with the, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I think it's because we're black, and I'm not even joking, right? I, I really oh, do really? think. I, I, absolutely, Ooh. I do. I think it's well. They, don't, hey, they might not have the same. We're the high, we white have the mother. highest rate of abortions. Right. Yeah. Why not? They could. That's yeah. a money maker for them. Yeah. They assume, you know what I mean? They assume you're in the market. Exactly. We, by default. Right, and you already have three. And yeah, exactly. And our kids <laughs> come with us to this, so we got three sitting there, four sitting there, five sitting there. Yeah. Why not this? And and so we stop. So we tell them that's yeah. not going to happen. We don't need to see this. Yeah. And and it's and it's like, but if you let's say you and that's do the, eugenics. That's, yeah, that's eugenics. Exactly. That's and exactly it's, right. It's popular and it's accepted, and they will keep. Ha- they will have their job tomorrow. Yeah. And they, and they, when they should have gotten fired. That, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so we haven't killed it. But w- let's say that God gives you a child that's broken. I know it's tough. I know it's hard, but you can take that and say, God, here it is. Right. What are you going to do with it? Right. Right. And the same thing is for rape. That's right. Same thing for incest. That's right. All these, I mean, whatever the situation was, whatever the brokenness was, let them use it. Right. There's, there's no situation that's so busted, so broken that God can't fix it. God can't Mm. fix it. And that's 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 why we believe in the gospel. Amen. Right. Um, and this is why we, I mean, look at what Georgia, Georgia needs some support right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, all Georgia has to do to win, cause you got, okay, all the, if you don't know this, all the major 
movie companies, right, that are there, Netflix, Disney, Disney, um, Time Warner, Warner, even some of the directors are refusing to do films in Georgia right now because of their pro-life stance, which, by the way, all the abolitionists are saying is not enough. Yeah. The fallout is enough. Absolutely. The fallout is enough. Yeah. It's purging the system. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't so We are that, engaged. We are engaged in the fight. So And so everyone should go on vacation in Georgia. If you, <laughs> you should go to G three conference in Georgia. So, yes. But it, let this happen and support yeah. just say, hey, governor, write the letter to the governor. Yeah. Stand strong. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Do for your you. thing. Praise yeah. God. Don't right. let them we we had a sheriff that's gonna be coming in. He and he talks about this. He's we, our elected officials need to know that we stand behind them, not just in the fact that we're there when it's time to vote, right. but we're there when it's not. Right. When they're standing when up. When they're standing when up. When they're actually practicing courage. Yep, yep that's right. Practice um, it with them. Yes. And don't let them stand there by themselves. The gut, listen, if you see this onslaught, if you've got this onslaught coming against you, how would you yep. feel about this? Right. Well, you'd feel different if you had an army of four or 500,000 people behind you saying, so we, we, got, we got your we back. We got your back. We got your we back. We ain't going nowhere. We got your back, Georgia. That's right. We're, we're standing with... And, and and this is the thing. Also, the flip side of this is Netflix and Disney and Nike and so on. They're actually in the culture war. They're showing their flags. They're, they're yeah. like yeah. these business. They're businesses. Yep. Yeah. And, and they're and they are running the flags up. Yeah. And they're saying we're in this. And Christians, where are you at? Yeah. Well, we're doing the other thing. We're scared to attach ourselves to things that might show our flags. Right? Oh man! Well, we're That's doing. Right. We're scared. But we to- need to do the opposite because well, there's a good example in California right now where uh, they just made it legal to have free abortifacents on all college campuses statewide. Mm. So why shouldn't Christians say, I'm pulling my business out of California? Yeah. Run they, the made, they made it mandatory, not, not just legal. That's, that's right. Not yeah, just legal. Yeah, it's they mandatory. Three, three abortions. Yeah. Uh, on college mandatory campuses. Mandatory on all college campuses. Why aren't, why aren't Christian businesses saying, hey, I'm done. If you're going to yeah. do this, right. oh, we're pulling out. Yeah. We need to. Netflix is doing it. Time right. Warner's doing right. it. Yeah. That's but, right. But that's the thing is, I think Christians, and this goes back to your point you made earlier about, um, we think that cutting Goliath's head off is gratuitous. That's too right. far. It's too far. Yeah. And Christians are afraid of, of being seen as mean. Yeah. Not nice. Yeah. That's right. And, 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 and so we, we pull back. We don't finish the conquest. We don't chop off the head and hold it up for everybody to see. Right. Um, the, the prophet who told the king, strike the ground and he struck it whenever. Had you struck it more. A couple <laughs> times and he says, you need to strike it more. Yeah. Right. Don't you want to win? Preach, right. preach it. And Christians, preach, preach. Christians need to get up. Yep. And they need to show their colors. Now you don't have to be a jerk. No. No. Um, you don't, you don't have to be belligerent, but you can stand there and say, no. I'm not going to stand here while you're murdering babies, while you're murdering people like Cody Lee. That's right. While you say that's okay. No, right. I'm not, I'm, I'm not yeah. with you. You're yeah. crazy. That's right. right. You're insane. Yeah. That's right. But you want to murder these people made in the image of God who will make and build and paint and create yeah. beautiful things. Yeah. Because they're made in his image and because Jesus died for their sins. Matt Williams needs to take this on and talk about how businesses who are in Georgia yeah. can be, he needs to continue to do that. Well, when we, when we talked with the, what's the guy named? Shiro. Uh, Mike, Mike Shiro. From, Mike from, from C12. With C12. I mean, he was talking about this already. He said, actually, if you, if you aren't already, um, if you don't have your Christianity already sort of embedded in, in your, your company's business. culture, yep. you're actually going to be in more danger of, right. of looking sort of erratic and, uh, sort of capricious. If you like, try to reinsert if, if you, Christ into your if business If you suddenly climate. start yeah. saying, yeah. well, I'm a Christian yep. company. Rather, yep. you need to write it into your bylaws. You yep. need to make it part of your, com- your company's culture and just run it up the flagpole and be like Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Be like um, They've Disney. already put it in their culture. You know, one thing, too, Disney especially, um, while Christians are concerned about showing their flags because they don't want to lose money, yeah. that's what it's about, and they don't want to get pushed aside – and they don't want to have it's a fear issue as well. Yeah, yeah. But but one of the things that I've noticed is that 
Disney keeps tempting Christians. What are you going to do? They put the feminism everywhere. Yeah. They started putting homosexuality everywhere. And now they're pushing the abortion issue on you too and say, eat it. They're force feeding us. And and they, and they're playing chicken with us. And they're saying, you won't do it. And they don't think we'll do it. You won't step away from Disney. You're going to go to the next Disney. You're going to go watch Aladdin. Have you Marcus Pittman? Laid out Aladdin, the new film Aladdin. I, I with saw Will that Smith he did. I haven't, I haven't read it and, yet. And I read his piece on it. And if I, he needs to do a whole show on it, okay. right? It, yeah. it, it's great. But their worldview, no one's playing a neutral game here, guys. No. Yeah, they're permeating their worldview in the things that they're sending to your kids. If you think government schools are bad, how bad is man. Disney? Right, man. But here's but here's the deal: is like Christians, there's two things going on. Is one Christians don't realize that we're in a battle. Most of most of us don't. And then secondly, if we do realize that we're in a battle, we don't know how to fight. We don't know what hills that we should take and what hills we should just, you know, not worry about right now. This right. is the whole, uh, I think, discussion between incrementalists and pro uh, and, and abolitionists. Right. It's like, hey, we got that hill. It's okay. It's good. Louisiana, yeah. Yeah. by the way, by the way, mm-hmm. is a democratic oh, governor. Goes, it's a good democratic governor. I would call it a democratic state at that point. Uh, you know, some people would disagree with me, but democratic governor, they just banned abortion. Yeah. Within a six mm-hmm. week, I think is there six weeks, six to eight or something like that. But it's basically a heartbeat bill for the yeah. most part, and that's a hill to take. And and it's it's at the, if we do um, abolish abortion eventually, there's going to be some hills that we're going to need to correct. Yeah, after sure, that, of you know, course. The, the, but it's, it's not the, a problem though, because right. every time you have a law that you pass that yep. that basically um, uh, um, supersedes previous laws that were put into yep. practice, people just just you just toss it away. Yeah, we're not done. We're coming for the rest of it too. Yeah, but with the, the shame of that. Is that we, okay, for instance, we're in Idaho. Yeah. What have, what are we doing? How is a Democratic governor in Louisiana showing up a conservative state man. like Idaho? Yeah, man. How is a Louisiana governor, yeah. liberal Democratic governor showing up yeah. the state of Texas? Yeah. How is it showing up conservative play? Yeah, that should right. not be the case in any way. Right. And we, and we've tried here in Idaho. Yeah, we've, true. we've tried to get some things. And so we need to mm. work harder. I know that, um, one of the things that we need to do is have some wisdom in this, you know, communicating to yeah. at the right time. Yeah. On the issue, right. at, in the right place on the issue. You, you need to know, you know, when does your state session begin? That's right. For example. Yeah. It's not just all the time. Right. No, no. Uh, different states have different sessions that begin on certain dates. Yeah. And you have, there's certain dates on which you can introduce bills. Yeah. And, and you need to, we need to be thinking strategically like this. Right. The other thing, though, is not only do we need to fight there. Yeah. We need to recognize how so many other things in our lives are actually a place where we fight. Come on now. So when you go to church on Sunday, yes. when you go and you gather with God's people and you sing psalms and hymns at the top of your lungs yeah. and you listen to the word of God proclaimed faithfully, Amen. you're in you're in a war. Yeah. You're fighting. And, 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 you know, the book of Revelation is a crazy book and people don't know what it means and think it's all kinds of crazy things. Yeah. But there's one thing you can see very, very clearly. John is witnessing a worship service in heaven. Right. Mm. And when he worship, when he sees worship happening in heaven judgments fall on the earth amen this is what happens when you worship yeah this is why worship is so central and so significant it's not just something you do on sunday it's not just something that is a nice thing to do you need to give yourself to this plan your week around it come on don't do it if it's not like well if there's no soccer practice we'll go yeah no 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 it's you want to win this war yeah same page summer then you then you need to go worship your god that's right right what did how did they take down jericho worship worship right and, you know, when Jehoshaphat is, is going into war, what did he send in to battle first? Yeah, the worship. The choir went right. in right. first, right? That's right. Uh, to set ambushes for the enemies of God. Does that mean That's we can right. have tambourines in service now? Uh, you can bring your okay. tambourine yeah. every Sunday, man. I will, I, will <laughs> not, I will not send you away. But here's the thing. And then every day, 
Yeah. When you're loving your wife, yeah, come on yeah. now. you're going to war. Come Living on sacrifice. now. When, when you yeah. confess your sin and yeah. you forgive your husband, you're going to war. You're going to war. When right. you have babies, come on. Right. What, what are they? They're arrows, arrows. That's right. in yeah. the hand of a mighty man. Yeah. Right? You need to see this as war. And That's this right. is why, why are you going to send them over to the, the boot camp? Of the liberals. Of the unbelievers. Yeah. Of the atheists. Yeah, right, Let them sit man. in front of Disney all day. Yeah, right? I mean, or Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, who's discipling them? Who's sharpening these arrows to go into war? Amen. Yeah, and by yes. the way, that's Amen. also, that's the answer to the Green New Deal, right? That's the Christian yeah. deal. The Christian you, deal. You, you, you yeah. wanted something for the for the climate change and all the answers for all that? Get yeah. married, have kids, yeah. love your Lord. That's the answer. That's right. The blood <laughs> red Christian deal. The blood red, the blood red <laughs> Christian deal. <laughs> Hey, you heard it here uh, across politics first. Yeah, we do. We do all right, Mr. Garraway. Yeah, you're doing good. Okay. Good. <laughs> as long as we have our he's, elder here signing so, off. He's just so talkative yeah. over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're single, get married. And if you're married, have some kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Glory. Hallelujah. Woo. Offering time Making me cry in here I, I'm trying to <laughs> Come on now. I wasn't trying Come to on It now. just happens Cody Lee On camera too It's just the worst now It's documented <laughs>